Welcome to the Card Insights Podcast. So let's talk a little bit about Taylor Horton Tucker. I'm going to go ahead and tell you why I think this is a prospect that has all of Laker Nation very, very excited. And people who just prospect basketball players very excited as well. Now, it must have been back in July of 2020 when I started hearing rumblings from Laker fans, from Laker forums, from some of the media and players about Taylor Horton Tucker. So I immediately went out and watched some uh, G League games of him and highlights, looked for some, found some, found him to be very impressive. He was super young, though. I think that he was just had just turned 19 years old, and he was a second-round pick for the Lakers, so I didn't expect much. And, you know, honestly, I had been, I have been over the years, I've been very, very disappointed with a lot of the Laker draft picks. Initially, very, very excited, but ultimately ended up being very disappointed. I'll point back to when we... When I say we, the Lakers, I'm a huge Laker fan. So anyway, when we drafted D'Angelo Russell, I was super excited about D'Angelo Russell. I really was. I watched all the highlights, watched anything you could watch on his college in his college season. Super hyped on him. And then uh, something that was just kind of deflating happened. And, and I learned a lot from this, though. So what happened was he was invited to go to, I guess, be like on the practice team of Team USA, something like that. He went, Julius Randle went, which I was really, really happy about because I was huge Julius Randle, huge D'Angelo Russell fan. I was a fan of them, right? I'm a Laker fan, so I wanted them to do really, really well. And then Carl Anthony Towns went, Devin Booker, and a lot of these young players that had some potential, right? So I was super psyched that our Laker players were invited, our young guys were invited. So I, so I would research and, and read up on how they were doing, and Ramona Shelburne had an article. And in this article, it talked about some of the young players, and it talked about what the veterans that were actually on Team USA thought about the young players. Uh, this is where I really learned to kind of value players know another player is good, right? All the BS, all the fandom that I have and that a lot of people have, we kind of, we speculate, but we really don't know. We, we are not on the court with them. We can never evaluate talent like they can, people who actually practice with them, play against them. So what I started hearing was, Ramon asked some of the veteran players that were anonymous, you know, they didn't want to put their name out there, who they thought was going to be something special out of the young guys. And they said that they thought D'Angelo Russell was going to be a good player, but not a superstar, right? And I remember thinking at that time, oh, no. And then they talked about Julius Randle. Same thing. He's a good player. He's good. But, you know, he's, he's a guy, um, essentially, is what they were saying. But then they went moved on to Devin Booker. And at that point, Devin Booker hadn't done much, really. But they said that he was going to be a star, right? And Carl Anthony Towns. And they said he's going to be an absolute star as well. So these players knew. They knew the potential. They saw it. They, they saw the work ethic and things like that. So I really started to put a lot of emphasis into um, what other players had to say about other players. Okay. And that's kind of a little background on that. So having said that, I started hearing where other players started talking about Taylor Horton Tucker. And this is back in like June of last year. So I immediately went and looked and I'm a big optic guy, as I said in the in the, our first episode, I'm a big optic c collector. So I started looking for some of Taylor Horton Tucker's cards. Pleasantly surprised that, that basically he only had an optic card. Well, I shouldn't say that. I dabble in optic and prism. 
He did not have a prism card. Let me say it that way. But he did have an optic card. And I always go for the optic hollow, right? So I started doing a little bit of research on them and trying to find a good copy of one. And they were about $10 to $15. $10 for just kind of a bad copy and $15 for a, for a really nicely centered copy. But it's very hard to tell when you look at photos on eBay of what is actually a good copy and not. So I bought three of them at $15 a pop. I said, yeah, I'm going to stock up on this guy. Number one, he's from my favorite team. So even if he turns out to just be a guy, $15 is fine. You know, collect his rookie card. And I thought because it was only an optic and not a prism that it, if he did hit, that the value would really go up substantially, right? So I got the cards in the mail and they were they, they, the edges were kind of off. The center was okay, but they just didn't look in very good condition, right? So I got kind of turned off by it. So then I started looking at that point to some graded ones and there wasn't any graded Taylor Horton Tuckers because he's a second round draft pick and he didn't have a lot of cards out there. So I kind of more or less forgot about it went on to collecting my normal stuff, my LeBron James and my Lucas and stuff like that. Anyway, so then this offseason, he had a couple of really good preseason games. I think one was a 19-point game or so, one was a 30 or 33-point game. And I revisited those cards again, and I said, oh, man, I bought some of him, you know? And I liked what I saw from him. I liked the fact that he was ultra aggressive, that he actually can create his own shot. Being a Laker fan over the last several years before LeBron got here, we had nobody who could create their own shot. It was it was a real problem for us. So to see him, at he had just turned 20 years old at that point, and he was creating his own shot. He had a step back, Luka looking step back three that I didn't know he had. His handle was a little loose, but he could still get around players, and he was big right? He was not tall. I think he's 6'4", but he was like 240 pounds. And he was just like a bowling ball in the lane. And I was like, wow, this is pretty impressive for somebody this young. And he looked confident. He didn't look like overwhelmed at all. And I thought that that was a really, really good sign. And then he's, then another thing was he hit like all his free throws. I mean, he must have that's big to me too. If you can shoot free throws, it's a good sign that you can shoot. It's a lot of things I really liked. And having said all of that, I'm a huge Lakers fan, right? So so take that into account. But I will say this. All the things I saw in Taylor Horton Tucker are I didn't see those things in Lonzo Ball. Even when he won Summer League MVP, I think he was he was good and some of the things he did were just amazing, but so he didn't shoot free throws. He he his shot was ugly. He couldn't get to the rim. He couldn't finish. My all, my speculation or my criticism of Lonzo Ball was the fact that he had trouble making a layup. That was so troublesome to me. For me, the outside shot, the three-point shot that everybody used to kind of harp on, that that was okay. I, I, would, I was pretty confident that eventually that would get resolved where he would become at least a serviceable three-point shooter. But Lonzo Ball had no mid-range game. He couldn't get, He couldn't make a layup. It seems so odd to hear me say that, but that's that was the truth. He just couldn't. He couldn't score the ball. He wasn't aggressive. He was very passive. And Taylor Horton Tucker is the opposite of all of that. He can get to the rim. He can shoot from outside. He makes his free throws. He's, uh, if I haven't said this already, he's ultra aggressive. And that's what I like. When I, when I watch interviews from him, interviews of players matter to me too. It kind of gives you a sense of where their head's at. If they're comfortable, if they're uncomfortable. And he seems very, very comfortable. So then LeBron James sent out a tweet saying, you know, this guy's going to be a problem. He's Anyway, basically a glowing tweet about Taylor Hurt and Tucker. I don't recall specifically what it was. I don't really put too much into that 
because of course LeBron's going to say good things about him. Number one reason why is because he's uh, Taylor is signed with Clutch Sports, you know, LeBron's quote, LeBron's company. So he's going to say good things about him. So I don't put too much into that. But what I will say about that is LeBron never really had anything glowingly to say about Lonzo. Truthfully, he really didn't. Not when he played with him. Didn't have anything glowingly to say about Josh Hart. Now, he would be nice and respectful, but he wouldn't go over the top with them. Even Ingram, he didn't do that with. Maybe he kind of, he knew they were going to be gone, so he didn't want to do that. That that could be the case, but he didn't. But he did say that about Taylor Horton Tucker, but more so what I think. I think Taylor Horton Tucker has the chance, maybe not this year, but next year, to be a real player in this league. From what I have seen, he does things that I don't see many players his age do. So... Having said all that, I immediately went to eBay and started going on the hunt for some Taylor Horton Tucker cards. Now, there was a lot of hollows out there and stuff like that, but I wasn't comfortable in the condition I was going to get. There was very few PSA 10s out there, but I did, did see one that I liked, but it was a lot of money. It was $3,000. It was on PWCC, and it was a gold optic to 10 me, somebody who had been mostly dabbling in the Luka Doncic market, which his cards are so expensive, man. I, I had been at that time, I was looking for a Luka Doncic, and I always say the name wrong, people make fun of me. I was looking for Luka cards, I was looking for the hollow and a PSA 9, and I think at that time it was about $2,000. And a PSA 9, it was $2,000. And I was like looking for one for 1500 trying to make deals for one. And I think at that point, the PSA 10 of Luka was like, I don't know, $7,000 or something. It was just really expensive. So I had been dabbling on really expensive cards. Going back to the tail and gold, not comparing um, the two players at all, but just saying that I had been, you know, looking kind of in the higher market, at least the, the more expensive type of cards. And yeah, I couldn't really get much for my money when it came to Luca. De deservingly so. I mean, he is like probably a top five player in the league right now. So I saw the gold on uh, PWCC. I, I don't really buy from them too much, so it was a $3,000 or best offer. So I immediately sent a best offer in for $1,500. Um, I think it was auto-rejected. I think so. And then I was like, man, hmm, and I just looked at it. And then I put another offer for $2,000, and I, I justified it to myself. This is the justification that I used, right? It was like, this is a gold card. He doesn't have a PRISM rookie gold. It's a PSA 10 gold which optic historically is, is a tough grade because the centering is always off on those, right? Also, what I noticed, but it wasn't in the listing, was it was jersey numbered. It was 5 to 10. I typically don't hold a jersey number at a much higher standard than a regular numbered card. I, mean, I just don't look for them. That's not, that's not really something I look into. I would rather pay less for a non-jersey number than I will more for a jersey numbered card. But anyway, I know people... Uh, some people really hold that in high regard. So I said, here we have an Optic PSA 10, which holds a, a substantial premium. It's gold that matches his jersey. And I have been kind of in this jersey uniform matching border thing for a while because of the Luca Blues being out of this world. And so I said, huh. So I put in a $2,000 offer and silence. I waited about an hour, didn't hear anything back. And finally I said, you know what? I just, I'm going to hit the bin. I'm going to buy it now. I bought the card, right? Nice. That is a lot of money for me. Might be the most I've ever spent on a card, to be honest with you. But I said, you know, this is something I can live with because 
this is going to be arguably his best card. Other than let's leave off um, one of ones. I've never purchased any one of ones, but I'm talking about you know Prism Golds, which there is none of him. Select Optic and Optic's my favorite. It's a gold. It's a PSA ten. I thought it was a, I thought it was okay for me. It was okay for me to take a chance on him. Um, this year, I know he's not going to get much playing time, but I think next year he's real. They're going to try to open up a spot for him somewhere, somehow. At least that's my hope. If it doesn't turn out, then it doesn't turn out. But anyway, so I wait. So I bought the card, waited for it to come, and the very next morning, I see several posts on Instagram, pretty much making fun of the Taylor Horton Tucker market, saying you know how how sheep these people are, how reactionary the market is, how this is another bull bull situation, this is a Tyler guy situation. And I was like, oh, man. And at the time when I bought the card, I was looking so forward to posting on Instagram and seeing everybody's reaction to it, you know, or seeing the, what people had to say. But then I started to get the sense that what people were thinking was not along the lines I was thinking. Like they thought, oh, my gosh, look at these idiots. Just because somebody has a 33-point preseason game, right away they're paying big money for their cards. So I started watching some YouTube clips to several different podcasts of people talking about Taylor and Horton Tucker, the way how re re reactionary the market is and how stupid people are. And, you know, don't buy these cards, sell, sell, sell. I went to blow up for him and it was like, oh, I just sold it. I bought a Taylor and Horton Tucker for a dollar a month ago and I just sold it for 25. And, and all the people saying, yeah, sell, that's stupid. And don't buy any of that crap. And I had a, I had quite the different feeling about it. I had the feeling that man, you you were lucky enough to buy a Taylor Horton Tucker card for a couple of bucks, and you only sold it for twenty five. Nah, I think it's way more valuable than that. That's my feeling. I've been doing this for quite a while. Typically, when it comes to basketball, I have been successful in prospecting than I have in baseball for sure. Baseball is very difficult. Basketball. You can either put the ball in the hoop or you can't. You can either get to the rim or you can't. You can either knock down your shots or you don't. You're either aggressive or you're passive. It's very simple to me. It's very simple to see talent. Taylor Horton Tucker has a lot of talent. A lot of attributes is seven over seven foot wingspan at a six four player is just amazing. LeBron had said what he said about him. All his teammates say good great things about him. Kawhi Leonard inquired about him, like, is this guy really only nineteen? You know, because he's that good. Uh, he's going to be a player in this league. Do I think he's going to be a superstar? Who knows? But he has a lot of potential. Anyway, that is my story of the gold optic Horton Tucker PSA 10. Hopefully you enjoyed this. I guess it kind of gives you what I look at, what I think about when I buy cards or when I prospect a player. And this has been Randy from Card Insights. You guys all have a beautiful day. Hopefully you enjoyed this and um, we'll talk again soon.